2: You gotten yet? Yeah. Sup, y'all. Welcome on into the Govals 24 7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Govals 24 7 podcast. And this time of year, you probably know what that means. And you're definitely going to know what it means when I say that we're going to kick it over to Ryan Callahan uh, from Govals 24 7, also our co worker here. Ryan, tell us why we're having a, a, a breaking news edition of this podcast.
1: Uh, because Tennessee has made another addition to its 2022 recruiting class defensive back Christian Harrison of Woodward Academy just outside Atlanta uh, in College Park Georgia uh picked Tennessee on uh, on Monday and the balls uh had been in good shape with uh, with him for a while, I think and this one came down to essentially I think you know in his mind, I think it was down to Florida and Tennessee and then obviously Florida's had, all kinds of uncertainty. He didn't quite know what to make of that. And then Dan Mullen got fired. And then that I think made his decision a little bit easier. Um, he had ne- he had never visited Florida. So did end up visiting the Gators before making his decision. He was going to go originally to the Florida, Florida state game on Saturday. And that could have maybe made things interesting. Uh, but, but once I think the Dan Mullen news came down last week, I think it made his decision to go ahead and commit, um, a a little bit easier and and he ended up actually going back to tennessee for a little while for at least part of saturday's game uh, against vanderbilt so uh maybe took away a little bit of the drama and made his decision a little bit easier but the bottom line is tennessee had had done a good job uh positioning themselves pretty well with uh with christian harrison for a while and you know big addition they've needed a lot of help in the secondary this you know kind of getting things started there now needing uh to add a handful of defensive backs in this class and they for months have, have not had uh any dbs in this class so finally getting that going and still still a lot of work to do there but this is a nice pickup a a former liberty commitment uh who is the son of former nfl all pro safety rodney harrison which i'm sure we'll discuss more in a minute so good bloodlines a a late riser had a good senior season earned several major offers that obviously including florida tennessee florida and nebraska were, were kind of the final three that he announced recently and Uh, A a nice pickup here, I think, for for Tennessee for for a few different reasons, but good kid, around six feet, 183 pounds, and uh, good athlete, plays on offense, uh, or has played on offense at his high school, so good athleticism there. A lot to like about his game, and obviously, hard to go wrong with the son of a former NFL player like Rodney Harrison, who had such a great NFL career, so yeah, uh, a lot to like here.
2: Yeah, all pro, two Super Bowl rings, yada, yada.
1: And, and a hard nosed player, a, a guy who's still involved in the game and, and, and works in broadcasting, obviously uh, associated with pro football. So, uh, yeah, just a and, and kind of reflects that uh, when you talk to him, just a very, a, a very sharp, well spoken kid who who seems like he grew up the son of an NFL player. I've, I've talked with several guys with with uh, with dads who played in the NFL, and they often are that way. You kind of grow up with a certain. I think polished to your game because you see your dad uh presenting himself that way all the time but yeah he, he's definitely that kind of kid and uh you know again just an important pickup for Tennessee as they really start to address that secondary where they obviously don't have a lot of depth and obviously have at least a couple guys to replace going into the, to next year.
2: Yeah, Ryan, there's a, there's a bunch of things that on my mind here and y- you know first I I guess what would be you're you're talking about a guy here, a kid here who has just fantastic, you know, defensive back bloodlines, right? I mean, Rodney Harrison was such a fantastic player. He's got really good size for a high school defensive back. I mean, you know, six foot, one hundred and eighty and change, whatever he is. That's especially if he can play corner. That's that's really nice size. So he plays at a good school. He's got great bloodlines, and he he, he plays in an area where you play a lot of other big time programs. Why? Was he a Liberty commitment to begin with? How did he just sort of, it's not like people didn't know who he was for all the reasons I just mentioned, people are going to know who he was. Why did he, his recruitment just kind of blow up late physical late bloomer or mental late bloomer or
1: what? I think a little bit of a a physical late bloomer to a degree and and just got a chance to play a bigger role this, this year too. I think, Uh, you know, obviously he was a big enough prospect going into this summer that, he was able to commit to Liberty and had several other, you know, FBS offers at that time to to choose from. They just weren't of the the Power Five variety. So he gets uh, he gets a Kansas State offer in, in early September, and that kind of uh, got things started. And it was obvious as his senior film started to go around more and more that that others were starting to, to pay attention to him. Tennessee didn't offer until uh, mid October. I think it was October 13, just a few days after he went to the. Tennessee-South Carolina game, uh, it seemed pretty obvious uh, when, when he made that visit that Tennessee was very serious about him and that the Vols were likely to offer and, and they didn't wait too much longer after that visit to, to pull the trigger. So he's one of those guys, and we've seen a few of those that Tennessee's recruited in this class. You know, Caleb Webb, uh, a wide receiver committed to, to East Carolina that's been a, a big priority for Tennessee this fall. Another guy that, you know, once that senior film started to get out there more and more, other schools just kind of jumped in there. And so, yeah, I, I think a little bit of uh, based on the, you know, my conversations with some people close to him, it sounds like, you know, a little bit of physical development where he got a little bit bigger, a little bit faster this off season. Uh, and then some of it, just, just playing a bigger role at his school, having more of a chance to shine on offense and, and, and being a, a full-time cornerback and all those things uh, just, just kind of showing a more well-rounded game and, and taking another step in his senior year and, and, and put up some pretty good numbers. And uh, obviously, Tennessee, not the only school that, that really, uh, had him on their radar for a while. Auburn showed interest for a while. Uh, he's at a school that that's got, you know, an Auburn commitment, uh, Damari Austin, uh, uh, the, the four-star running back and and some other guys there that, um, that, that are being recruited by a lot of schools. So he's gotten a lot of attention there and, and definitely someone to, uh, uh, someone who who was, was going to get noticed if, if, if he had the kind of senior year he did. And, and obviously he, Followed through on that, and so he he kind of had a feeling this was coming, uh, but just decided to go ahead and make that commitment to Liberty in the summer and kind of kind of reserve his spot. But I think he always kind of knew this was going to happen, and obviously Tennessee and a bunch of other schools uh, spotted him pretty quickly. But just I, th- I think a little bit of kind of all of that getting better overall. In general, and just making more of a name for himself with stats and production and things like that.
2: So, do do you see positional versatility here, Ryan? I know that's always been such a big thing for Willie Martinez, and and not just for Willie Martinez. I mean, this is such a multiple game these days that that a lot of people want those the, those kind of kids who can play multiple spots. You know, corner, nickel, dime, money. You know, whatever you want to start, whatever you want to call these positions. Is is he a guy who who looks like he can move around and do that? And how important is that for Tennessee's coaching staff?
1: Yeah, Willie Martinez is, and we've seen this going back to his first stint at Tennessee. Has always been big on, uh, just especially in today's game, having positional versatility uh, in the defensive backs he recruits. So, you know, he wants his safeties to be able to to at least have a shot at playing corner or to be able to play there in a in a pinch. He wants his his cornerbacks to be perfectly capable of playing safety. So you want you need guys who can tackle, cover, do everything. And so I, I think Christian Harrison is very much in that mold, but you know he's, he's one of the few guys in this uh, in this class that says he's been recruiting down the stretch who really does profile as probably more of a true corner based on what he's done in high school. Uh, at the same time, I would say he still has that versatility because, as you mentioned, he does have a pretty good size frame, over 180 pounds already, around six feet. So uh, the, the size is there that if he does continue to put on more weight, and that often happens. You just, you just never know. Uh, sometimes you get a guy to, to college at 170 pounds and he develops into a safety that you, you, you just, it's hard to forecast sometimes. So uh, a lot of it's based on speed, uh, whether you're a corner or safety, I think Harrison has good enough speed to to stay at corner. So I, I certainly think Tennessee envisions him being able to, to play their corner nickel kind of guy in my mind right now, but as he continues to develop physically, that always could change. And with his dad's, You know, background as a safety. Obviously, some people might think uh, that in a few years he he blossoms into a safety. You just you just never know. But right now, I think they they kind of envision him playing corner and and nickel mostly. And and you just kind of get him on campus and, and see where it goes from there. But it's you know, again, he's very much in line with what Willie Martinez often looks for in the secondary. And he's he's talked about this before earlier this season. They want guys that can that can play, if not all five positions, at least most of them. Uh, in the secondary, uh, with that fifth essentially being the the you know whatever slot, either nickel or dime, whatever. Um, they want those guys that can play inside, outside, safety, whatever. And, and I think his skill set certainly lends to that.
2: Yeah, and he, he's got a pretty nice you know build too. If you can play corner at that size, that's that's really that that that's 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 a good thing. I mean, he, he's six feet tall. He's got those long arms. This isn't someone who's going to come in kind of like one of those you know, Emmanuel Mosley or Warren Burrell types who weighs like 150 or 160 and he's got to, you know, put on some weight. This looks like a kid who, you know, we'll see if he's able to play early or not, but at least physically it looks like this, this level shouldn't overwhelm him.
1: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't think so. And, and and again, you know, played, played with some pretty good players and and against some pretty good players in high school too. A lot of Atlanta area schools, that's the case. And definitely so for him, Uh, you know, I think he's faced good enough competition there that you'd consider him. Uh, At least a a candidate to come in and and play early, and and again, good athleticism. And I would say the secondary is one of those spots. And Willie Martinez has always said this, uh, where where guys can come in and and make an early impact. There's certainly at least an opportunity, as we saw this year before his injury with Christian Charles, and uh, even Deshaun Rucker got on the field some. So, and that's that's position where even
2: even Deshaun Rucker. Come on now.
1: Well, he just he didn't look like team Rucker.
2: Team Rucker, Ryan.
1: I'm not diminishing him at all just saying you know Charles looked like the guy who was maybe knocking on the door a little bit more of a bigger role but uh, but both those guys played early and that's an example of what you can do in the secondary part of that because special teams uh, you know kind of lends itself to 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 secondary players really fitting in well there because they can cover a lot of ground and tackle well so i think you could see uh you could certainly see him help in some capacity as a, as a first year player regardless but um you know even if he doesn't i think this is a, a because he because he did take a step forward this year as a senior i think that uh you know you're you're, you're equally excited about the the future development you could get from a, a guy like christian harrison and, and again smart kid I, I think he's gonna uh gonna be one of those heady players out there you know maybe kind of like a christian charles where you know Charles is a little bit different because he was a high school quarterback but sort of that same type of kid maybe where you, where you do get some uh some just you know an intelligent play from from a guy that you know being able to read defenses we've seen that from Theo Jackson uh, the kind of preparation he he put into his game that uh that showed up a lot of times with how quickly he was able to read and react and pick up on tendencies that helped him during during games you know i, I think Christian Harrison sort of out of that mold so Certainly makes sense that the the Tennessee went after him and and liked him quite a bit, especially once they met him and got him on campus back in October. So seemed like a nice fit from the start. And and again, not surprised. Um, There there was another connection there that that probably helped Tennessee in this one. Uh, Ryan Davis, the former uh, Georgia defensive back who actually played for Willie Martinez is uh, Christian Harrison's secondary coach at Woodward Academy. So, you know, the, you talk about the benefits of having a guy like Willie Martinez who's been around for a long time, knows a lot of people. That's one of them. A guy he coached happens to be on the staff at, uh, at Woodward Academy. So that, that certainly didn't hurt Tennessee in this case. I don't think that's the reason Christian Harrison's going to Tennessee, but certainly one of those relationships that at least, you know, gave Tennessee a foot in the door and, and you know, a coach there who can vouch for Willie Martinez, uh, as a guy who can develop talent. So that certainly didn't hurt Tennessee's chances as this moved on, but, um, you know, Tennessee did a good job with them, and, and this shows that the evaluation process never stops, and sometimes these guys you uncover in the middle of their senior season turn out to be nice finds, and, and only time will tell with this one, but I think it's got the potential to be a, a pretty nice pickup for Tennessee.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of upside here. There's a lot of stuff to like, and there's a lot more to discuss about this situation, both Christian Harrison as a prospect, sort of what Tennessee's – uh, plan is for, for the rest of this cycle in terms of defensive backs or is Tennessee looking high school guys, JUCO guys, portal guys, What what's Tennessee wanting to do here? Because there are at least a, at least one, maybe multiple vacancies in that secondary, uh, actually at least two, maybe more uh, vacancies to fill there in the first team unit. So lots of moving pieces there, lots of things to discuss, lots of stuff that is still interesting about Christian Harrison too. So we'll, we're going to step away for just a second, pay some bills, listen to product services, in-house Ads and other fun things, and we'll be right back and we will discuss those things here on the GoVols 24 7 podcast. Hashtag Ad Money.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back to the GoVols 24 7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center talking Tennessee football, adding another commitment. This one from Christian Harrison, the son of Rodney Harrison, a a three-star player, uh, an up-and-coming player uh, from from Woodward Academy there in the Atlanta area. A guy who's had a really nice senior year, chose Tennessee over uh, Florida and some others. Lots to like about this young man and lots of interesting connections too. I don't I don't know if this is you would call this a connection um, but lawyer Malloy another former great uh, New England Patriots safety uh, his daughter Kiki Malloy plays softball at Tennessee so, uh, you're, you're, I don't know what it is about these these, these former New England Patriots star safeties, all-pro safeties, uh, in their their offspring coming to Tennessee. But it seems to be a thing. So, uh, anytime you you see a uh, New England Patriots safety becoming an all-pro, fast forward about ten or fifteen years, and uh, that person will have a a child playing a sport at Tennessee of some kind. Ryan, lots to discuss in this episode, lots more to discuss. We're going to get to that in just a second. Before we do that, though, quick reminder, guys, take about a minute or two out of your day. If you could, please go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, nothing wrong with that. We love you. There's no wrong way to consume this podcast, but what helps us out more than anything is if you go in there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod you can find this go 24 7 podcast we do this for free and we're happy to do it it's a labor of love the only things that we ask for please tell some of your friends that always helps please go in there rate review and subscribe that helps us grow this wolf pack as we've done throughout these past several years and it's been a really fun ride and we're going to keep getting it bigger and the more and more that y'all listen and tell your friends and keep this thing going the bigger and bigger we can make it so Thank you for doing it. For, for people who are to do that, we appreciate you. Uh, if not, go f- yourself. That is our policy, unofficially official policy, and we are sticking to it. At least I'm determined that we're going to stick to it. Ryan, this this young man, Christian Harrison, in terms of – I don't know if this is like something that you say, oh, this is some four- or five-star move in the needle, but Tennessee's you know went through a lull there in recruiting where it hadn't picked up a lot of guys for a while. It was doing some legwork. Uh, was making the calls, doing the visits, doing all these things, but went through a period there where there weren't some some commitments. Now that there have been some, as the early signing period uh, is approaching, does Tennessee have some momentum again now?
1: I, I think so, and I you know I think they've been kind of just quietly doing a good job and positioning themselves for a good finish. You know, we, we just we said it all along throughout the second half of the season, they were just sort of having to wait on some guys, and that, and that's still the case. With uh, with with early signing day being more than two weeks away, you know a lot of guys just waiting a little bit longer to to announce their decisions, or still wanting to take another official visit or two down the stretch. Uh, and this is a very short stretch run; uh, it, it often is, but uh, but this year even shorter than usual. December 15 is the first date uh, for the of the early signing period. So, you know, coaches are on the road for two weeks, and and you get two weekends of official visits, and then time to sign. So uh th- this is going to come together pretty quickly but still some guys waiting you know Tennessee's got some important targets out there in the secondary still uh still waiting that you know that that's kind of their biggest need in terms of numbers probably uh, that they still need to add but defensive line you know they still got a lot of needs but uh I think they do have some momentum and, and position pretty well with several guys still still battling for some others uh you know a lot of moving parts out there and you know people have already asked you know how, how many is Tennessee going to sign in this class you know, I still think the goal is 25 or, or pretty close to that. You know, will, will they get to 25 during the early signing period? It's just going to depend on who they can get, who they miss out on, and, and and maybe even after missing out on some guys, who they're they're willing to take there at the last minute. Uh, there's always just so many moving parts as you piece together, especially with this many commitments needing to be added in the final few weeks. Uh, just a lot of things that have to come together and and add up just right. And um, sometimes you want to leave some flexibility in case uh, you want to add some guys during the February signing period. So we'll, we'll see how, how all that plays out, but I think they do want to end up pretty close to 25 in this class. And uh, that obviously means Tennessee's got more work to do, but I think they do have some momentum now. And I think at least, at least for fans, they're starting to see it now, as you mentioned, you know, Joshua Joseph is kind of the big, the first big domino to fall, getting a four-star edge rusher, who, by the way, our analysts at 24 seven sports have already hinted. He's on top two forty seven 47 watch, uh, meaning he might be moving up in the rankings here soon. We, we said that's a good pickup for Tennessee. That Tennessee uh, bump, our,
2: that Tennessee bump, Ryan.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so keep an eye out for that. We've already seen another Tennessee commitment uh, move up last week in the, in the rankings, uh, Dylan Sampson, the running back from Louisiana. He's now a, a higher three-star prospect with an 89 rating, uh, or I, 88, I believe, I'm sorry, uh, 88. It was previously in 86, so he's moved up already. Um, so we'll, we'll see if those continue. But, you know, again, Tennessee getting Joshua Josephs, now adding a guy like Christian Harrison, you know, there, there's there's some momentum out there. So I think Tennessee is moving in the right track, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can keep it going. But obviously they still need a lot of help in this class, and, and you know, again, a lot of guys out there. So I think we are going to see them continue to add uh, commitments as we move closer to early signing day.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you, normally this is the time where where I would ask you about positional priorities in the secondary, but it's sort of well understood now. We even mentioned in the first segment that that Willie Martinez, Tennessee's defensive backs coach, secondary coach, whichever way you want to describe it, he likes versatility back there. So in terms of maybe the better question to ask is sort of what's the priority in terms of what sort of age range are they looking at? Is Tennessee focusing on – obviously you want the best players you can get, duh. But it, it, would the preference be in a perfect world? If, if the, these were sort of similar prospects, would it be more high school guys, more Juco guys, more portal guys? Because you got all these different areas you can, you know, all these different buckets you can you can select from. Now, what's Tennessee really looking for right now in in the in the defensive backfield?
1: You know, I, th- I think it's going to be a mix in this class, but I do think it mostly will trend toward the high school players, uh, if possible, if things go the way they would like them to here down the stretch they've uh you know they, they've they added the, the transfers this past year from you know brandon turnage and, and kamal hadden uh getting some some much needed experience back there those guys played uh played played bigger roles throughout the year uh or as the year progressed and, and you know look like they will be in better shape to, to have a chance to play more next year so you don't necessarily have to go out there and find immediate starters and, and the other thing is that's That's what they were short on in last year's class. Uh, They just didn't have enough high school defensive backs. So I think you want a few high school guys to give yourself more of a long-term future at that position. Um, You know, Deshaun Rucker and Christian Charles were essentially it in the secondary for that 2021 class. Who you
2: disrespected in the first segment, but I'm I'm, I'm still trying to process why you would do such a dastardly thing.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Big fan. of uh, I, I like the speed there. And, and you know what? That's a good example of kind of the versatility. We're talking about Deshaun Rucker under the previous staff. I think they always saw him as a nickel, maybe a safety comes in. And with this staff, what's he doing? He's playing corner. So um, that, that's just kind of how a lot of defensive backs are these days. So you just sometimes you just don't know until you get those guys on campus. But but because they only had a couple of defensive backs uh, from the high school ranks this past year as freshmen, I think you need a few, uh, ideally, in this class that that can give you some some four year players there, and and then you probably do need some experience because as we discussed before, you've got a couple guys leaving. Alante Taylor obviously going to test the NFL draft waters. Don't see him coming back, and uh, you know certainly treated senior day like his like his final game. So yeah, he, he, don't I, think- I
2: think strike while the iron's hot. There, I think he's going to go.
1: No. No doubt. And I, I think that was his plan from the start. And then Theo Jackson can't come back. So there's two guys that were starters in the secondary this year uh, that, that won't be back. Trayvon flowers even re- went through senior day uh, festivities at Tennessee on, on Saturday. So you've got uh, a few guys who, who potentially could be gone, but at least a couple that, you know, are gone. So I think you, you do need some experience to, to come in and, and supplement what you added with Haddon and, uh, and turnage this uh, this off season. So, I think you will see them try to add at least one junior college defensive back. And we've already seen a couple who visited Tennessee, Keontae Scott, uh, Marquise Gilbert there. They're certainly looking to add some junior college help there, whether it's one, two, it's just going to depend on who they can get, um, as with all these positions, frankly. But I, I think you could see a scenario where maybe it's three high school guys, two JUCO guys, maybe four high school guys, one JUCO guy, but however that plays out, I think you'll see them take a blend of some high school guys and some junior college guys, just because that is a position where you're still, you're trying to fortify the overall numbers and give yourself a better future, but you also have to worry about the the short term and making sure you've got some guys ready to play next year and not necessarily having to go to the transfer portal. Although that's always still out there, especially if you miss on some guys down the stretch.
2: Yeah. And the last thing that that's, it gets tough because you know, in these pods, Ron, we always want to ask you, At least I do, and I think a lot of people in this situation would do the same thing. They want to ask about numbers, priorities, you know, are are you looking this position, that position? And the reality of the situation is Tennessee has too many holes to fill in one class. That's just the reality of the situation, and I think people need to understand that, that Tennessee cannot plug all the gaps that it needs to in one class. But is that going to be sort of – is that a fluid target situation going forward in terms of if you get this guy, then you do that. If you don't get this guy, then you look for another position. Are they just kind of how much is this board fluctuating and moving as as it gets closer to the early signing window?
1: Well, and we'll see how much experimenting Tennessee does. You know, coaches just went on the road on on Sunday uh, to begin this this two week stretch run leading up to uh, to that dead period before early signing day. Uh, so essentially two and a half weeks to to sort of finalize things before guys sign. In most cases, you know, some could wait to sign in February uh, as there always are some, uh, but you, you know, you, you do have a certain no- amount of experimenting that, that comes around. Uh, sometimes it's guys that they've already been quietly recruiting behind the scenes, but these coaching changes that happen this time of year will inevitably lead to some additional possibilities being out there. So, There's always, you know, you're sort of toying with ideas. You know, we haven't been recruiting this guy, but maybe we could get him here still. So it depends on what becomes available. But no doubt there are certain positions Tennessee's going to have to address pretty heavily. We know they're not very big on numbers on the defensive line and the secondary, so those are two positions where they've got to have more help. Still think they want another edge rusher, James Pierce, as we've talked about before, looks like the main target there. But Tennessee's been recruiting at least a couple of other guys that we'll see how things go with them down the stretch. Uh, you know, still open to to a guy like DeMario Tolan, the, the four-star LSU commitment at linebacker. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and then, and then on offense uh, they, they want another running back and another wide receiver. It, it looks like uh, Justin Williams, who there's more competition for now, kind of like Christian Harrison, the guy Auburn was showing interest in for a while. Auburn just offered him on Saturday during his visit for the Tigers game against, uh, against Alabama. So that one becomes a little more interesting, maybe. Even though I think Tennessee's in good shape and and probably maybe the team to beat, I'd say at this point. But a you know, little little diceier now. Now that uh, now that Auburn's in the picture for an Atlanta area kid, uh, as we've always seen, you can't sleep on Auburn with the with the guy from the Atlanta nope. area. Nope.
2: Although Not, maybe maybe Rodney Gardner knows some of the secret sauce now, and he can he can go yeah. in there and, and and figure figure out a, a response to it.
1: Yeah, so that's a guy 90 minutes away, and, and Auburn you know, looks like is, is going to go after him as they look for, for maybe a second back in this class. So, But that's certainly a position they want to continue to address, as we've seen with Tyon Evans already leaving the program. They, they need additional depth. They need uh, additional talent, frankly, at, at running back. They just need to get better there. So I think they've got to have a second running back at least in this class. And then wide receiver, they still, as we as I mentioned earlier, would like to add Caleb Webb. The good thing about this for Tennessee, you mentioned the positional priorities and things like that this year. And it's a one year waiver for now until they figure out kind of how they want to approach this long term. But this was passed back in October. And if you don't follow recruiting all the time, you might not be fully aware of this. They added a one year waiver that allows schools to add up to seven transfers after the early signing period. Um, to replace guys who are leaving after the fall semester, essentially. But that does include guys who've already entered the portal, such as Brian Maurer, T. Hodge, Morvin Joseph. So Tennessee already well on its way to being able to add up to the maximum of seven transfers. It's essentially a one-for-one replacement system. If you lose five transfers, you get to add five. So Tennessee is clearly on its way to losing seven via the transfer portal, counting the guys who've already left during the season. So they should be able to add 25 players in this class plus seven transfers. And that obviously makes it a little bit easier to come closer, at least to addressing all of those needs you mentioned, Wes. So they're, they're going to have a little more flexibility with that. And and obviously some needs they'll have to address in the transfer portal, like say offensive tackle. I think you're going to have to find a Cade Mays replacement or something like that in in the transfer portal. So there's some positions you have to address via the portal more likely others. You may say, well, if we can get a high school guy, we'll go that route. And if not, then the portal gives us a fallback plan. So there is some flexibility this year, maybe more so than usual, because of those extra seven spots that it looks like they'll get to fill.
2: Just go get one of those big corn fed, you know, Big Ten monsters on the O line who's tired of cold weather you know, go, go get somebody like that. That's, that's what I do, but uh that's another topic for another day. Ryan, you got anything <laughs> else for, before we, uh before we step out of here? I know there's, there's a lot going on right now with recruiting, but I think right now we've covered most of it, at least uh, as much as we can in a breaking news episode, but uh you got anything else?
1: Yeah. Just wanted to, to provide some additional details on the other teams that did go after Christian Harrison. We talked about his stock rising this. I know a lot of fans may look at this. Oh, it's a Former Liberty commitment, okay, Florida offered, uh, so what? You know, That's just a couple teams that were not recruiting well reaching down their board. I, I know some naysayers out there might be thinking that. So here's the list of schools that have offered Christian Harrison since mid-October. It was on the same day Georgia Tech, Tennessee, and West Virginia all offered him. Uh, we mentioned Kansas State had given him his first Power Five offer before that. Uh, in late October, it was Florida, Utah, Virginia Tech, Missouri within a span of a few days. And then just in the month of November, Virginia, Nebraska and Maryland. So 11 power five programs since mid-October have offered Christian Harrison. So just want to provide that additional context there. This is definitely a guy whose who's stock has risen the past couple of months. Uh, the arrow pointing up on, on his development, I think. Um, nice pickup for Tennessee. I know you're, everybody's out there, everybody out there is looking for those four stars next to guys' names, uh, whatever possible, but I, I think with Tennessee, you know, again, where it's been, all the secondary help they 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 need to find in this class. Uh, I think this is a really nice pickup for for all the reasons we've already discussed, and because clearly they're not the only ones who who have seen this in Christian Harrison this season.
2: I think that's a good place to leave it, Ryan. Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, thanks, Wes.
2: And you know what, guys? If I can find that button, where is it? There it is. Now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Wes 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash Go 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash Go 24-7, and we got tons of stuff on there all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, go get that at govals247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets. Ticket coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius, She does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. Got two forums running around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the Checkerboard and the Summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and speak with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, every time zone, more or less, all over the map, Tennessee fans are, and the five of us who are on the staff, we are there on the boards, checking things, discussing things with you, having fun all day long, talking Anything and everything that is not political or religious in nature, we stay away from those because that never leads to anything good. Uh, his history has proven that time and time again. You get all of that, plus you get access to, uh, you know, just a dozen, a couple dozen fresh content items from us and from the national network. You get access to the best database around. Certainly, tons of stuff there. All of that for less than one mediocre lunch per month, and even way less than that if you go right now. Uh, at least until the end of Cyber Monday, guys, 75% off of an annual subscription to GoVols247.com. Cannot beat that deal. And you know, if you if you pay us a pretty good pretty good reasonable rate, anyway, on top of that, you get access to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus, the big streaming giant, just streaming empire uh, that they're building there. Tons and tons of stuff on there. Every show CBS has made commercial free. Tons of exclusive stuff, uh, stuff that you're only going to find there. Lots of new stuff, old stuff. Some of these shows, just A-list, guys. Some of these movies, A-list actors. Tons and tons of big budget, great stuff on there. Every genre. You you get, you know, stuff from the catalogs of, obviously, CBS, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, uh, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian. Something for the entire family. New movies, classics, classics, old movies, great stuff. Live sports, Tennessee stuff, SEC stuff, NFL, PGA Tour, Europa League Uh, UEFA Champions League, obviously the more important tournament. Serie A, the the Italian Professional League, which a lot of Americans play in. All kinds of awesome, awesome, awesome stuff that we're going to give you for free. Nobody else can do that, guys. We are giving you several hundred dollars worth of stuff for basically nothing. So you're freaking welcome. Go take advantage of it. Go do it right now. If there's no big breaking news, you should hear from us here in a couple days. So until then... Uh, Be good to each other. Please have a good time over the holidays, but do so responsibly. Do so safely and have some basic human empathy, which the world completely lacks these days. And we need more of it. Until then, be good. See
1: you.